Hey, this is Lori from Hike, sharing stories that inspire us to explore, wander, and live. It's the smell of the forest, earthen, full of pine, cedar, the way dirt, rocks, and roots feel under my hiking boots, how one breath of mountain air can pull through my body like an electric current, the painted views of ridgelines that almost seem like a mirage, And how something as simple as peanut butter and jelly tastes like a gourmet meal when you're at a summit. That tired feeling in your bones after a grueling hike also comes with a peacefulness in your soul. And as I sit in front of a computer and go from meeting to meeting, all of my senses miss being on the trail. I think I have the post-adventure blues. In today's episode, I'm going to give you tips for overcoming the post-adventure blues. And I know a little bit about this, and I know many of my listeners know a lot about it. So when you catch yourself between adventures, and you get back from an epic adventure, and you can't get on the trail, and it can be because, you know, time, money, resources just aren't there. And I found that there's always this bit of post-trail, you know, post-adventure blues when you want to be somewhere, um, whether it's the mountains or the coast or deep in the forest, but the reality is you're stuck at a desk, you know, you've got bills to pay, um, responsibilities are calling, and if you're in my hiking boots, you get only so much vacation time a year. And not all of us are in a position where we can be a digital nomad. And some of us, you know, might just have to live the weekend warrior life for a while. So lately, it just feels like the post-adventure blues have hit harder. So, and maybe it's because I'm no longer traveling 50% of my time. Um, I don't really get back into the Smokies a lot or other mountain trails because of that. And, you know, while there's weekends that have plenty of time for adventure, the reality is also that it's, you know, not exactly the same. So today I wanted to give you 10 tips that can help ease the gap between adventures. Whether you're waiting, you know, to leave your next adventure and it's going to be a month, you know, months long through hike or simply just a couple of days of camping and getting into the backcountry for a much needed break. It can sometimes feel like that wait last forever. So here are my tips for managing the in-between time. Tip number one, you know, get outside. Just get outside as much as you can. Find something, anything that still gets you out in nature um, when you're close to home. So it can be hanging a hammock in the yard, um, eating dinner on the patio every night, you know, reading a book on the porch or like me wandering around the park that's across the street trying to identify trees. It's just getting outside, getting that vitamin D, um, you know, in you. And, you know, even though you're not on an adventure, you can still just be out in nature. Tip number two, try a new activity outside. For me, it's going to be kayaking. So there's a local outfitter who rents kayaks for a few hours to use on a river that actually runs pretty close to my house. 
So who says you need to drive hours away just to try something new? While I would love to learn to kayak in northern Michigan or the Upper Peninsula or, you know, down in, you know, Georgia or Tennessee or North Carolina, being able to go just five minutes away and have my own getaway, you know, this is something I should have taken advantage of a long time ago. So I know that wherever you guys may live, you might have an example just like that. Tip number three. Do some urban exploration. So um, if there's a, in your city or a city close to you, are there art walks, mural walks, architecture walks? Actually, all are happening in my city. And, you know, urban hiking has a lot of cool side benefits. You can find out more about your city or a city close to you. There's usually some interesting restaurants, wine bars, breweries to check out um, as part of it. And you're still getting some steps in. So I know there's several cities that have some like out of this world city walks. And if you're lucky enough to live in, you know, somewhere like Portland, Pittsburgh, Seattle, or LA, you know, or San Francisco, you have that opportunity to do these amazing stair walks and explore the city. But don't let that deter you if you are in a rural area or, you know, you're in a smaller city or town. Tip number four. Don't count out your home trail or home park. Maybe it's a sunrise or sunset walk or take a book along this time for a midday lunch. And, you know, the local parks usually offer tons of opportunities, events, learning um, programs that will get you out of your chair. I found that I was always going the same route. So I changed it up a bit and started doing my walk backwards I also added on a local cemetery so that I could walk because it has a lot of hills and, you know, feels like you're getting a little bit of elevation in. Tip number five, plan and save for your next adventure. What are you working towards? So during this time, you can start researching the trails. You can kind of sketch out what you think your itinerary might be. You can talk to others, whether it's people you know through social media or some of your friends who may have gone on a similar trip who've been there and just start um, really working on the planning side because that will get your mind focused. Also, as part of it, you know, figure out how you want to, you know, fund your trip. So, you know, it can be as little as saying, well, you know, today instead of the $5 coffee um, or happy hour beer, I'm going to put those funds towards my adventure. So whatever your goal may be, try to figure out your plan to get you there. Tip number six, grab a book to read. Nothing fuels wanderlust as reading about someone else's adventure. I love getting ideas, understanding their journey, and basically being inspired to get my butt out there. Earlier this summer, I read Heather Anderson's Thirst, 2,600 Miles to Home, about her fastest known time on the PCT, and I can tell you, I seriously just wanted to quit my job and go out and do the PCT. Um, I still do, but then, you know, reality struck. But just reading and kind of getting inside someone else's head who loves to be out there and into adventure... It did give me some motivation and 
and got me focused on what are the next things I want to do to get myself out on the trail. Tip number seven, print out some of your photographs from your last adventure. Um, I don't do enough of this. I, I think probably many of you are in the same boat. Uh, you might post them to Facebook or Instagram or wherever else you're, you know, sharing your photos. But, you know, one thing that I was pretty terrible at for the longest time was actually printing out my photographs. Basically, they were gathering digital dust bunnies. Um, one thing that motivated me when is, was when I moved into a new place, I ended up printing out several photos that I felt were meaningful um, and special about, you know, a recent trip or trips from the past. Uh, through the years, what I've also done is put together and published out uh, books of my photographs of travel. So these are just great ways to memorialize your experience and having a book, you know, having that photo book on your coffee table is a nice way to share it with your friends and your family that come over. Tip number eight, volunteer. So you can volunteer at a local park or a trail cleanup. One of the best ways to get yourself out there is to give back to the hiking community. There are so many trail organizations who really need our help. So whether it's the actual manual labor or doing something on the administrative side, what I've learned after chatting with um, several trail associations is that they can't do what they do without us. So we need to help give some of our time and resources back to the trail. Tip number nine, reconnect with those people you met on your adventure. So make it a point to reach back out to people you met on your adventure, whether it's a trail angel or fellow adventurer you met, drop them a line or even better, write them out a note or a postcard. The friendships that we make on the trail are pretty special and taking a moment to say hello and see what they're up to can not only lift your spirit, but also theirs. The last tip, tip number 10, add in a new podcast to your routine. Whether it's a commute, walk, run, bike ride, whatever you might be interested in, there is a podcast for it. And sometimes hearing someone else's story about an adventure can fill in that gap. And before you know it, it's time for your next getaway. At least that's what I'm doing. So there you go. 10 tips to overcome post-adventure blues. I want to say a special thanks to my Instagram and Twitter followers who took the time out to contribute to this episode with their own tips. And also a special shout out to Rowan Smith of Summit Strength for sharing how he encourages his clients to get over the post-trail blues. I've got a link to all of this in my show notes. So I want to hear from you. Did any of these tips resonate with you? What are you doing to get over your own post-adventure blues, kind of getting you through until the next time you can get out on the trail? If you find that the post-adventure or post-trail blues aren't going away, be patient with yourself and seek the help of a medical professional. Talk to your primary physician or a mental health specialist because your self-care and health is critical to getting back out on the trail. I've got some resources in the show notes 
um, and some hotlines for all of those out there listening. So please take a look and share with someone who you think might need this. In my next episode, I'm going to take you back out on the trail. I got a chance to talk to Bill Manning, who's the executive director of the Colorado Trail Foundation. Um, We get a chance to talk through what it's like to hike, bike, and ride a horse on the Colorado Trail, you know, because he's actually done all of those. We also talk about all of the things that his foundation is doing to help keep the trail in great shape um, for thousands of hikers who either day hike, section hike, or through hike it. So wherever you're at, whatever adventure you're dreaming about, just remember, until next time, see you on the trail. Mm-hmm.